Welcome to Always West Seattle, the podcast where the people, places, happenings, and history of West Seattle intersect. I'm your host, Keith Bacon. In this episode, we talk with the new manager of the West Seattle Farmer's Market and check in with regular contributor Keisha Vaughn for some hot dish. But before we get cooking with all that, I just want to say thanks for being here. I truly appreciate the support and feedback I've been getting from listeners, and I'd love to hear from more of you. Get in touch through Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our handle on all three platforms is Always Podcast. You can also leave a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening on, along with hitting that subscribe button, super helpful things you can do to help us build our audience into a community. We've seen a lot of changes at the West Seattle Farmers Market over the past year and a half, and while many of the pandemic-related protective measures have been relaxed or eliminated, there's another new element to this weekly event, a new market manager. Her name is Kate Hammond, and we caught up with her on a recent and beautifully bustling Market Sunday. Uh, Welcome to West Seattle, Kate. You're the new market manager here. How long have you been here? I started with the market at the end of May, so just a couple of months. And have you been with the, the Farmer's Market organization for a while? No, I just recently moved to Seattle, but I was farming in North Carolina before this, so it's a nice transition back into the farm world. What brought you out to Seattle? My family's here, so I'm excited to be close to them. We're kind of in our post-pandemic-ish mode of life, including here at the farmer's market. We had a bunch of lines and rules and regulations, which are all done now. How has that transition been? It's been exciting and good. Sales have definitely gone up since we've been able to remove, you know, the barrier around the market. The mask mandate lifting, I think, is giving people more excitement to be outside and around people. Still trying to keep it safe and figure out a way to do that long term. Obviously, COVID is still present in some forms, so we're trying to think through some long term uh, ways to do that here. But for the most part, it feels kind of back to normal and people are really excited. And we've had very high shopper counts the last couple of weeks. So happy to have people at West Seattle. Yeah, it does feel good. There's a lot of people here today. I love it. (laughs) Maybe part of the reason people are here also is it's peak summer season. What should people be looking for in the market right now? Oh my goodness. We have so many great things. There are berries everywhere. Blueberries. We have some blackberries, raspberries. Canalis Produce has Apache blackberries and they are super soft and sweet and delicious. There's corn. I even saw some okra, like I said, from North Carolina. Very excited to see that okra coming in. Are there any new or notable vendors to the market this season? We've had a pretty solid crew for the summer. Just today, we have Whistling Train Farm back in the market, and they brought an abundance of fresh veggies, and looks beautiful. They're down at the end of the market. We have Booth Canyon in, Booth Canyon Orchards. They just started again this week, but they kind of rotate once a month, so it's exciting to have them here today. Otherwise, I think that's it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, welcome to West Seattle. It's great to have you here. Is there anything else that you want to mention to people about what's happening in the market right now? I did want to mention that even though, you know, some of the restrictions from COVID have lifted and hopefully that's helping farmers with their sales, a lot of our vendors are also experiencing a lot of difficulty from the extreme heat, from the fires that are starting. 
So we are still encouraging people to donate to the Good Farmer Fund, which allows us to provide relief grants for our farmers if they need to include additional infrastructure or respond to an emergency on their farm. So you can look that up on our website. I really encourage people to donate to them. The West Seattle Farmers Market happens every Sunday in the Alaska Junction from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. For more information, visit seattlefarmersmarkets.org. If you've been in the Junction recently, you may have noticed another outdoor dining option under construction at the Easy Street Cafe. And if you're really paying attention, you may have also spotted the return of Keisha Vaughn working her ways. We caught up with Keisha for some hot dish on what feels different about the old familiar and how some things never change. Welcome to the Dakota Street Drive-In Speakeasy and Recording Studio. It's such a vibe. It has that NPR tiny desk kind of kind of swag to it. Tiny desk or messy garage. <laughs> or messy garage. That's so. a swag. It's a total swag. <laughs> Well, it's great to have you here and see you in person and talk together. Oh, I know. Uh, in a minute. What's been going on? It's definitely that time of year where people really want to get back together. And we've had a lot of family visiting. Um, Matt, my husband's cousin, is staying with us right now. Mm-hmm. And I had my sisters in town for a few days and, you know, feeling like, the three of us haven't lived together in a space since I was, what, you know, 16. Yeah, It was just a really kind of fun time to catch up and be lazy. And my little sister and her husband definitely were very taking seriously the protocols of caution when oh, it right. comes to COVID, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And my parents, too, like visiting them. It was in the backyard with a mask on, and yeah. and my older sister was a little looser in her interpretation of the time, right. um, you know, but it, it was just really fun to just be together and to be in our city and go to a Mariners game and see the cousins together, and they're kind of That's at awesome. this fun age of, like, their their relationships are becoming just stronger and they're really kindred and it's that cousin feeling too, which I remember of like not seeing your cousins for like, you know, at least for us, like our cousins were in Mississippi, we were in California. And so you get together and it's like super awkward at first, like, okay, we're supposed to hang out. And then all of a sudden by the end you're crying, no one wants to leave, (laughs) you know? And so now seeing that with them, it was really, it was fun and special. That's awesome. Part of that awkwardness I feel is also sort of like, it's a little bit of a sussing out, like, are you cooler than I am? Or or am I cooler than you? Like, what are you all about? What are you wearing? What are you listening to? Yeah. What's going on? And then it's like, oh, forget about it. Forget it. Let's let's do this. Let's tear this house up. Let's make a fort. Let's, you know, go ask your mom because your mom will let us do it. Like, you know, that vibe definitely happening already. So that's awesome. I mean, it must've felt so great to have a house full of people. And that too, it was like, you know, you put so much effort first, like we got to clean, we got to do this. I got to get more towels and it lasts for literally an hour. And then everyone is just off in their own world, tearing it apart. No one cares if it's, you know, swept or whatever. And, and that getting to that place too, where you can kind of relax and enjoy your home and let people enjoy your home. Cause no one wants to feel like, you know, they have to 
keep their space like you know up to your standards of yeah. living it's like you know, we all want to be able to just relax and have a good time and let that be the last thing that we're thinking about yeah though you said that your sisters were sort of practicing the covid protocols and stuff what were the kids like with that i mean my younger sister doesn't have kids so you know as a couple he's in um the medical profession as well so i mean they just really were keeping it tight and she has asthma so you know mm. not trying to play with that right so, I mean, definitely, you know, we would get together. They'd be wearing a mask, slipping the straw underneath the mask, uh-huh. like taking it real seriously. Where yeah. my older sister is in food service, has a restaurant that she owns. And so, you know, it's like when that door closed and locked at the end of the night, the yeah. employees are just going to yeah. enjoy their time together in their space where they can trust each other to like do what they want to do. And, and we're all, everyone's vaccinated now and everything. But right. I think she is more a spiritual person of like, I know that my ancestors will let me know if I have been infected or if I'm in a bad situation. And, yeah. You know, she she plays on the woo. So <laughs> I'm for that. I love yeah. that kind of shit. Yeah. Know? Bring on the woo. Bring on the woo. If they <laughs> if they know something I don't and they want to share it. Yeah. Let's go. And the kids were just sort of like, whatever. Like, we're here. We're going to have a good time. Like, last thing on their minds. Last thing on their minds was that. that. They're just. And that is a testament to allowing them during this time to feel like they were protected and safe and that we weren't putting them in positions where they had to be stressed out about their health and their safety and and that they can trust that you know people have been operating with common sense yeah to keep them safe during this time and especially now because they can't you know at least mine can't be vaccinated yet and so continuing to give them opportunity to enjoy the world that we're in but still feel um, that we are operating in a way that allows them to feel like they don't have to stress about their safety and their health. So right. you did just have a little stressful moment with one of your kids being sick. And that too, as this loosens up and you're like, you know, she's playing, you know, my daughter's playing with these kids who are staying at the Airbnb next door. And you're thinking, I don't really know you, but I'm assuming you have kids. So you're being cool. And that, I mean, outside of even COVID, like kids yeah. are gross. <laughs> You know, like now I'm like, oh, okay, now lice is back on the table. Like, here we go. Like they're licking their hands and they're touching the things and they're sharing the things and, and that how easily that stuff spreads. Their level of immunity is clearly down from this time because they've been trapped inside. They're wearing masks. And now I feel like I'm in that, like, do I want them to be more exposed so that they can toughen up or do I continue to shield them from the possibility of what's out there? And the reality right now, you got to do what you got to do to feel good operating in this world. And I went to an event after she was sick and I had got sick and the common cold is like a whole new thing now. Mm-hmm. I mean, that took me down, but my immunity, my, you know, is, is down as well. Right. And I wore a mask to the vent and I wasn't going to stay. I just wanted to kind of come in and do my like, hi, I love you. Happy birthday kind of thing. And I was the only person wearing a mask and I felt like I had to like apologize or explain or, you know, it was just this kind of strange feeling of like all of a sudden I was awkward now or not trusting or, you know, and and it's, and the people that I told like, oh, my daughter had a cold. I was sick. I feel better, but I just want to normalize that like. This is an option for me not to get anyone else sick. Yeah. Unless you want to get sick. If you want to have a chicken pot party and come and I'll breathe on you, you can get this first one over with. We can do that. Party. Party. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's just an interesting time now where I think the levels that we're operating of what we need to do personally to feel good about this time. I mean, even the grocery store, you know, you look around and half people do, half don't, and everyone's kind of looking at each other like, oh, are you too cool? Or am I too cool? Are you, are you not being safe? Am I, you know, what do you think about me? I'm vaccinated, but I also was sick and I don't want to have to super deal with being right. sick again. So, yeah, hopefully it will normalize, you know, the way it is in Asia. You yeah. see people wearing masks all the time and they're doing it there out of a sense of personal responsibility. Exactly. Which I don't know how that's going to work out in this country, but, but whatever, I, I mean, whether you're wearing it to protect yourself mm -hmm. or to protect other people, hopefully, I, I mean, I don't see masks going away for a, a long time. <laughs> they're, they're definitely here for a minute. And I think as long as everyone just remembers where we're coming from yeah. and, and it's so hard, I think we're in Seattle, you know, we're in West Seattle where, you know, I would think we're in an area that is really, you know, people prioritize mm -hmm. community and safety and all those kind of things. Yeah. And still, you know, this kind of feeling of like looking over and someone's wearing a mask and you're not. And it's like, we cannot be judging each other about how we're trying to get through the store. Mm -hmm. Like I will probably always now wear a mask in a public bathroom, mm -hmm. like target public yeah. bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> I love knowing that that is an option now to just kind of be inside my little, my bubble as I go in, do what I got to do and get out and like airplanes now. And, yeah. you know, but I mean, I was going to the Mariners game. I didn't have a mask on mm -hmm. and I, you know, I was like, okay, we can do this. Mm -hmm. We're doing this. Take a big, big, big breath. Let's do this. You know? And yeah. it was, it was kind of, I felt like me having to hype myself up yeah. about trusting everything I've done so far to like protect myself, protect my family and protect my community around me, yep. you know? Yeah. So hopefully everyone else is thinking that same way. Yeah. Please get vaccinated if you haven't already. I mean, just do on. it. Just, yeah, <laughs> just do it. I, I'm so sick of even having the conversation and the argument. And there's been times where I'm like, okay, here we go. And I've, you know, one person on Instagram that I'm friends with where they were saying what they wanted to say. And then this is about the Johnson and this is what happened. And I said, just very calmly, like, what is your solution then? Mm -hmm. And, you know, she was like, I, we need to eat better. We need to be forcing that. I'm like, I get that, but it's not going to happen this year. Right. Like people who are eating McDonald's are still going to eat McDonald's. <laughs> it just is what it is. Yes. If we were all eating kale and drinking ginger and, you know, sure. Yeah. But right now, like, that's not going to happen. Nope. The best way to get this under control right now is to get vaccinated mm. and just just do it. You know, it's a gamble either way. It's a gamble if you don't do it. It's a gamble if you do do it. But there is definitely a, a bigger sense of responsibility for everyone to just get it done. Yeah, absolutely. Now, speaking of big senses of responsibility, you've gone back to the cafe picking up some ships. How's that been? It was definitely a real like eye opener in a good way uh -huh. that there were so many people that I recognized that were still coming in, mm -hmm. still feeling like that was a part of their routine and their rituals. And, you know, like my, I was saying like, I don't have my fingers anymore. Like I can't hold hot plates, you know, really? like, uh -huh. You know, once upon a time, I would just grab them and I'd be throwing them across my arm. And yeah. now I was like, ooh, <laughs> didn't take long. <laughs> Last year, 
your protective layer. My fingerprints are back. Like <laughs> this is real. I can get caught if I'm doing wrong in the world. But it and a lot of people were like, "Oh, are you new here?" I'm like, "I'm new to the old, but sure, maybe you know." Like I, I'm one of those people who have not been here since March 2020. Yeah. You know? And the operation now of you know disinfecting and it, you really start to overthink like how many times you're interacting with the table what you're touching who touched it last and even though you know that aspect of like it transferring on surfaces yeah is lower it's still in our minds of like i i still love some clorox yeah (laughs) i love knowing like you know some places you're getting your napkin and your knife and your fork and it's wrapped in saran wrap and you know you're the only person since the sanitized station that's touching this like so many of those things that i'm overthinking but then you've seen a lot of people who are sitting down to eat that don't give a damn yeah they're just like please serve me coffee please <laughs> touch my shoulder like please talk to me and yeah. that reality of the human connection in that food setting is is real you know and some people that this is their first experience coming back to sitting in a restaurant sitting inside and that there are better options now to sit outside i mean at the cafe we built some outdoor seating areas which is huge you know having that option and opportunity to be like i'm just not quite there yet to sit inside even though it is you know spacious you got the garage door open i still need a little bit of space and i need more fresh air than maybe others so that part is real and then now having that next layer of being able to serve alcohol oh yeah which means people are hanging out a little bit longer Uh (laughs) enjoying their time a little bit longer um it's really neat though i love seeing that evolution that the store has happened and i'm so proud of everyone working there and the time that they've put in and being available to keep it going when no one else wanted to like That's huge. Like for me, like having to stay home with our children was like a big part of my experience this past year. Mm -hmm. And I've missed it. I've missed that feeling of like filling people's cups up, you know, and being of service to people in that sense. Like it's the really beautiful part of being in West Seattle to be in that junction. And so um, I was very happy to get back. And that too, like to get away from these kids for a little bit, you know. (laughs) Let someone enjoy them for eight <laughs> hours. And <laughs> was there anything else uh, different uh, back at the cafe? I mean, aside from alcohol and the cleaning procedures and stuff, does it does it feel different in other ways? Well, there's a lot of new, different employees, and having those new aspects now, you have bartenders, and you know, uh, they're on a whole different kind of platform than the cafe and they're on like a whole nother plane of existence existence you know where it's like hi who are you i don't know you know and and that's for all of us it's like who's this now you're new okay i'm new you're new you're new and so it's like a whole new gang and which is kind of cool and exciting to like shake it up because i think you know we're definitely one of those businesses that has like some very long time standing employees yeah and so getting some of that new blood in there to like mix it up and you know, all these things that Matt has been doing just to like create visually like a new easy street with an old soul for people to come into and see like, this is what we've been working on while everyone's been at home, you know, really exciting and feeling like you guys deserve to have like these opportunities to have like a new experience while you're here. So 
that that part of it's really cool the just the the makeover you know the, yeah. from the bathrooms to the vinyl section and then having this new aspect of having like a bar mm-hmm. you know walking around with like a you know a rum and coke <laughs> <laughs> looking at taylor swift records i mean that's <laughs> that's pretty cool yeah i noticed quite a few new faces around the junction um at easy street and beyond and there was one of my uh, beloved uh, haunts that we popped into recently and the the server team that was sort of helping us i swear they were like in eighth grade <laughs> oh. it was kind of cute and adorable but a little unsettling too like shouldn't you be riding a bike or something? it's what happens they, they start at husky deli uh-huh. and then once they hit like 18 to 21 they move down down the block yeah. they're either at easy street or or West five or, you know, whatever. And then they move further down and then they end up at like the mission and then they spread out from there. And they go on their merry way. They find out what their true calling is and then they, they move on. They were very cute, very, and very sweet, but it was just kind of like, whoa, you know, I get, I mean, it also made me think like, am I getting old? We are. <laughs> I have. Speak for yourself. <laughs> I know. Now all these little gray hairs have nowhere to hide. I've not had my hair done <laughs> this entire time, and it's starting to it's starting to show a little bit. I think you look great. I don't know what oh, I'm talking. It's just oils and water, <laughs> fairies and nuts, and woo and woo. That shit's real. That's I've definitely learned in the year that woo is real. <laughs> Keep up with Keisha and her woo tastic ways by signing up for her email list at dopegirlmovement.com. That's it for this episode of Always West Seattle. If you like what you heard, please share with your friends and be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Always West Seattle is a Made with Bacon production, all rights reserved. Interviews have been edited for brevity and clarity. I'm Keith Bacon. Thanks for listening.